you ought to make up your mind right now that whatever you got against a brother or a sister in here or anywhere, that you will not allow your unforgiveness to stop the promise of God from working together for a greater good and a greater cause. This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you've joined us today as we continue to look at the life and the story of Sarah with this message, The Partnership of Faith. And just a powerful reminder from Pastor Ford a moment ago that we're not going to get along with everyone in this life. But if we have a brother, a sister, either biologically or in faith, we need to make sure that we're not allowing unforgiveness to stop the promise of God in our lives, that we're not harboring any bitterness, that we're not allowing sin to get in the way of God doing what he wants to do in our lives and around us in ministry. Well, that's part of what we're looking at in today's broadcast. So if you can, I hope you'll open your Bible and join us in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 11, really looking at verses 11 and 12 today as we continue the message, the partnership of faith. Here is Pastor Ford. He wants us to know that you can't fulfill some things by yourself. That the promise may be given to you personally for a corporate entity and they need to be a part of what's going on. Why are we in this new sanctuary? Kenny Grant said this. He said, you know why you're having so much trouble? He said, because they don't believe that God can build a new sanctuary. They believe you believe that God can build a new sanctuary. And I said, well, I disagree on that. He said, why do you disagree on that? Because many of them are giving their hard-earned money, which means then they believe. Because you're not giving your money when you don't believe. Oh, I can't get no help in here. I wish I had a real church. I've told you about them over and over again. I've told you that underdog is the first rapper. He start rapping before, uh, what's that one? Uh, 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 what's the, what's, the, what's, what's uh, Sugar Hill Gang, before the Sugar Hill Gang. You know, there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. When sweet Polly is, you know, you know, and so, yeah, he, he, you know, he was first one. And then I told you I like Popeye and I like Popeye because he always had to have something on the outside of him that would come on the inside of him to strengthen him. And it had to fill him all the way up before it could be effective to be able to overcome his Bluto. You'll get that when you go home. But I used to love them. Now, the other one I loved was the animated, and that was the Justice League. You remember them? Yeah, the Justice League. When they first started off, now, you know there's been six since the 60s. There's been six of them. But when I was watching it, it was Superman who was heading it up. And Superman could do anything. And he only had one nemesis, kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I wish I had time. Because if I had time, you know what I'd say? I'd say a Christian is more than a conqueror through Christ that loves them. A Christian can do all things through Christ who strengthens them, except when they're exposed to their kryptonite. And then I would ask you to look at your neighbor and say, what's your kryptonite? (laughs) 
But don't worry about it because some of y'all sitting by your kryptonite. Amen. I get weak when I'm around him. I just can't resist anymore. The spirit is willing, but the flesh. Yeah, there was Superman and then there was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And you know what I like about her? She had a gold rope. If she put it around you, you had to tell the truth. Man, I need one of those in ministry. Can't tell a lie. We need you to serve on the board. We get the real end. No, I don't want to do it because I don't like you anyway. But the later ones in the 90s, they had Zan and Jaina. Remember them? They were called the Wonder Twins. Now, check this out. They were from another planet, but they could transform. They had powers that could transform. So, Zan could transform into any kind of water. He could become a whirlpool, a tidal wave. He could become ice, vapor, anything that water could become. He had that power. Jaina had the power to turn into any kind of animal, dinosaur, anything. She even one time turned into an animal from Krypton, which made her more powerful than Superman. But here's what would happen. When the enemy would come, everybody else would be running away. But Jaina and Zane would look for each other because they had to find each other in order for their powers to work. So they would find each other. You had to keep them from touching because if they touch, they would touch each other and then they would say, Wonder Twin Powers, activate. And then they would have to declare what they were going to become. Ice monster, dinosaur. I said, man, woo! That's what he's talking about with the partnership of faith. Now get this, can I just break it down for you? Break it down. That God has made us Zan and Jaina. That there are some things we will not get apart from each other, even though the power and the faith is resident in us. But we've got to come together while everybody else is falling apart. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Y'all hear what I'm saying? Leaders, leaders, do you hear what I'm saying? That while everybody else is fighting each other, we got to touch and agree and decree what we're going to. Oh, I feel like TV. I feel like TV. I feel like TV. It says one could put a thousand to flight, but two, ten thousand. We need some touching and some agreeing and some decreeing based on the promise of what God said. He said a threefold card is not easily broken. We need some folk who realize the, the principle of syncretism. We are stronger together than we all are apart. Mm. So it is an interdependent partnership. Why? So the word also tells us this, God called Abraham. She went too. You want to know why? The partnership of faith. God spoke to Abraham. She listened in on the conversation. You want to know why? Because of the partnership of faith. God gave the promise and uh, she had it too. You want to know why? The partnership of faith. And so they're partners in the plan of God based on their union. 
We have a union. We are the body of Christ. That is, he is the head who gives us direction and he tells us what he wants us to do and then we touch and agree. Now, the context of that touch and agree is forgiveness. All right, so I want to make sure we don't get it twisted. It's talking about forgiving, and if there's ever a place where there needs to be some forgiveness going on, you ought to make up your mind right now that whatever you got against a brother or a sister in here or anywhere, that you will not allow your unforgiveness to stop the promise of God from working together for a greater good and a greater cause. Who's going to hell while you arguing? What's falling apart in our community because you can't come together? Who's hurt because you don't have enough faith to believe that God can overcome what your differences are? I'm going to tell you what I do. I'm going to tell you what I do. I don't tell everybody. I used to tell everybody, like Joseph. I tell everybody. This division God gave me, I don't tell everybody everything. You know, there's some people I'll tell you because I want you to know I'm stepping out by faith and I'm saying these things because I breathe. But I got people I call that I know have my heartbeat, that have my same vision. One of them was here this morning. I just called him out because Frank, I, I, I call him all the time and say, Frank, I want you to pray with me on this because I know he prays. Amen. All right. Amen. So I know he prays. The other person I tell all all stuff to is my wife. Because my wife prays, and I'm, I, I'm, going, I'm just going to tell her myself, sometimes I have to tell her, baby, it's, it's 6 o'clock, we have devotions. I say, baby, I got a 9 o'clock appointment. I cannot pray two hours this morning. Because <laughs> my wife prays two, three, four. My wife will get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and still be praying at 10 o'clock. I ain't lying. Because I, I get up at 5, and I start off with her. And then I done went and ate. And, and and walk, worked out on this machine and did a whole, and by the time I come back at nine, she's still there. She's my prayer warrior. And I tell her. So then, remember last week, I got up here, I said, we need a van. You know what we did with it. You know, we had to, we had to pay the mortgage. You know, it's like, it's a leadership decision. And you know, you want to get mad? You know, just, just, just come back to church. Say, hey, look, 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 get my money back. Okay, you'll get it back. You'll get it back. Because we had to pay the mortgage. They had to decide, you know, I want to get a van and the whole church in that. Or pay the more. It's a leadership decision. And, and sometimes you got to make those, uh, th those kinds of decisions. So, so I told my wife, I said, I, last week I told you, I got up here and I said, somebody going to give us a van. And, and I'm, I'm just believing uh, that they are. And then immediately I, I go home and I tell my wife, I said, how'd it go? I said, I told her, I said, and I made a, I made a, a commitment. I said, I, uh, uh, somebody's going to give us a van. I need you to be praying for this van. She said, okay. I walked away. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm getting ready to go get something to eat. I just, I was, two services, I'm hungry, baby. She said, you just said, let's pray for the van. Let's pray for the van. <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. So we sat there, and I'm hungry, and my belly's growling. And a half hour became an hour. And an hour became an hour and a half. And then she closed out the prayer and said, well, Lord, you know my husband's hungry. In Jesus' name, amen. Then she said, you pray. I said, Lord, thank you for the faith of my wife. Amen. <laughs> That's Pastor Ford, our Bible teacher here on Treasure Truth and part of a message entitled The Partnership of Faith. And we're going to get back to this message in just a moment. 
Well, many of you know, Pastor Ford has written a number of books. You can check those out when you come to our website. Just stop by treasuretruthradio.org and click on that links by Pastor Ford. You can see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, our website address, treasuretruthradio.org. And if you're ever in the Chicago area, you can always visit Christ Bible Church and hear Pastor Ford speak live. You can get all the information when you come to our website and click on the About link. One more time, our website address, treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. So check this out. And I told you, now I may not be able to come back next Sunday and say, somebody called me and say we got a van. Uh, but guess what? I got to retract that because on Thursday I got a call. And, and uh, uh, the person said, said to me, said, uh, listen, uh, you know what? Remember two years ago you asked me, uh, you think it'd be possible uh, for us to give you a van? You thought I forgot, didn't you? I said, no, I didn't think you forgot. I just didn't ask you because I made the request. I ain't going to bug you about it. Say, yeah, well, when you want to come pick it up? When you want to come pick it up? He said, it looks real good. It's not in bad shape. You know what we do? Every month is an oil change. Every time is something supposed to be done. So this thing is well taken care of. You ain't going to have any problems out of it all at all. I said, we'll come get it. So you know what I did? The first thing I did was I called my wife. And then I called Frank. I said, thank you. Say, say what, are you, what are you talking about? Here's what he's trying to teach us. She had a role to play. And if she didn't play her role, no matter how much faith Abraham had, it couldn't have come to pass. Ask me why. Because Abraham can't have a baby unless he's on Oprah. That's right. And see, here's what the Bible tells us. Like here, like here. If you're going to be an elder here, you better prep your wife because she got to come with you. Because a man's ministry is only as effective as his marriage. That's what the Bible teaches. So then, when we interview, we ask you, do you have devotions? Do, do you pray? Do you, you know? And then we look at the wife and say, is he lying? <laughs> we interview the wife. We say, you know, this is a rough ride. Whenever your husband becomes an elder here, it's like he get a bullseye uh, on his backside. Everybody going to be shooting at him because the higher the visibility, the greater the vulnerability. New level, new devil. Are you prepared for that? And, and, and when a wife says she's not prepared, guess what? No matter what the husband said, he ain't prepared either. Right. Oh, yeah. Amen. And so why do we do that? Because we understand the partnership and the plan. See, the problem with some of us is that we're yoked with individuals who don't depend on the promise of God, don't care about the call of God, and won't pull in tandem with the plan of God. And we need some people who understand. Why? Because in Genesis, uh, Jacob told Laban this, you changed my wages 20, uh, you changed my wages 10 times. I worked for you for 20 years. Now, what did he get ready to do? He said, I'm getting ready to leave. And now, what did God do? In one year, God gave him reparations for all Laban cheated him out 20 years. He got 20 years worth in one year. How did he get it? God didn't rain money from the sky. He gave him an idea. He said, cut the bark off that tree, put it in the water, and they will become the ones that he's going to give you. And so Laban's stuff 
became Jacob's stuff because God said, the way I elevate you is I store up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. I show you who has it. I show you how to make it yours. That's powerful stuff. Okay, I, I, I got to use your example. I, I was preaching a sermon, and I said there's 365 fear nots in the Bible. I'm going to do a fear not calendar. Well, well, that idea went out, and Sister Beverly did a fear not calendar, and she brought it back. And I said, oh, wow, you did it already. Okay. You know, so I ain't going to hate. I'm going to celebrate. And, and so, you know, uh, I said, okay. Now, as I was looking at it, she said, I, sh- I called her. I said, who you share with? She said, well, I gave it to my son. He put out. I said, oh, no, 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 no. What you got to do right now, because listen, when I was going to do it, it was an idea to generate funds for ministry. So here's what I was going to do. I was going to do that fear not calendar and then get it copywritten. I've never seen the idea anywhere, and then send it off to individuals who do it. So I said to them, I said, listen, put it in an envelope. Seal that envelope. Mail it to yourself, certified mail, because you can prove it was your idea. So if somebody comes out with it, it's your idea. They got to break you off residuals. So they did that. So I called them back. I said, you got copyright. I called them last night. Did you copyright it? Not yet. So well, you got to copyright it. Let me tell you what I was going to do. I was going to copy, do it, copyright it, and then send it out to all the places that send calendars out at the beginning of the year. For example, I subscribe to a book club. This book club in January sends you a calendar. The one that they sent this, this year was the Gospel of Peace. It was a calendar that somebody thought of. They liked the idea. They send out a million calendars. I don't know what the person got, but let's just say they only got 50 cent per calendar. That's a half a million dollars. So I told them, do that. And then once they do it, I'm going to stay on them and give them the addresses of all the places like Daystar and Dayspring. Everybody that does calendars for Christians, we're going to send it out to 30 or 40 of them and hope that one would say, I like the idea, let's sign a contract, and we're going to give you this much for every one we make. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And so here we have this, and the problem is some of us are hooked up with the wrong folk. But then notice, notice, not just the partnership of faith, but then notice the personalization of faith. Here's another word that's not necessary. Through faith also, Sarah herself. Now, it could read, through faith, Sarah received strength. But it says, through faith also, Sarah herself. God, why put a reflexive pronoun? We know what you're talking about. Because I need you to know that even though she's in tandem with Abraham's faith, she's not piggybacking on it. It's her own faith. Like I said, it's so hard not to talk about marriage uh, because here's what I think about. Here's what I think about. I think about back in Genesis when, when Adam first got married, he called her woman. And, of course, that I, woman means what? Out of man. Out of man. So then he is identifying her by that which best identifies himself, out of man. But after the fall, Genesis 3.21 He calls her Eve, mother of all living. Well, what's he doing? He's saying, listen, as a young husband, uh, I identify her by that which reflects me. But now that I've grown, I understand that God has given her a unique 
position. She's a unique person. So I will not identify her by that which best fits me, but I will celebrate the uniqueness that God has given her as the mother of all living things. Have you grown to that place yet? You know what that means very practically for the body of Christ? That, that we may have the same vision, but not the same details. Can we go in the same direction, even though we may not be doing the same ministry? Anyway, you know, some of you know this story ad infinitum ad nauseum. In 1979, we had just uh, bought our first home in Pittsburgh on Carver Street, 169 Carver Street. And uh, I worked, had a good job working at Duquesne Light, had just got a promotion to a trucker. And uh, I went to my wife, I said, the Lord is calling us to go to Chicago, sell this house, quit my job, and let's go to Chicago. My wife had only been out of the state of Pennsylvania one time, and that was when she went on a missions trip in Florida for one week. Had never been away from her family uh, for an extended period of time. And when I said that to her, she said to me, I'm on speaking terms with God, and he ain't said nothing to me yet. And I let it alone. And two years later, she said, let's go. Now, what does it mean? Let me tell you what it means. It means an individual response in the midst of a corporate call. Number two, it means everyone is significant even if their name is not on the marquee. I already said it, Genesis 12, her name wasn't on the marquee. By faith also herself, Sarah is the Greek. Piste kai atu Sarah. In other words, it's letting us know she personally accepted what God said. Well, how about you? Have you accepted what God says in the Bible? And have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, if you have questions about that, You can connect with us through our website, it's treasuretruthradio.org, or even call toll-free 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. We're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford, and if you're already a follower of Christ, maybe your next step is to support Moody Radio as we present clear Bible teaching like you heard today all around the world. You know, although we use every technology available like podcasting and internet streaming, radio remains one of our most effective means of sharing the gospel and making disciples, and we're grateful for your support in that. So when you become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, we're going to say thanks by honoring a special offer for Moody Publishers. Now, they've agreed to extend a 50% discount on all their resources, including commentaries, Bibles, children's books, videos, and curriculum. This offer is only available to monthly partners. So if you want to become a monthly partner, call us at 888-644-7660. That's 1-888-644-7660. Or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. Moody Radio has been on the air for 90 years, faithfully sharing the Word of God all due to the generous listeners like you who believe in our mission and join us in this gospel cause. So become a monthly partner today and continue this legacy for the next 90 years. Again, our number is 888-644-7660 or our website, treasuretruthradio.org. Our producer is Amy Rios. I'm Steve Hiller, and we'll continue the partnership of faith tomorrow as Pastor Ford returns. So join us for Treasured Truth.
a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.